0: El Capitan. I think that that's going to be my new ad. El Mate, Capitan.
1: that is literally an operating system. You can't call yourself El Capitan. Why? It's like, it's like me naming myself Big Sur. It's just ridiculous. Call me Yosemite. That's a word in Spanish. That takes, that, that takes fanboyism to the next level. <laughs> it does. Call call me... Call me... Nano. No, that's not very good. <laughs> call me uh, Plus Max. <laughs> Pro.
0: No. <laughs> that makes no sense el capitan is a word in spanish plus max pro is nothing
1: yeah but el capitan was was the name for macOS a few years ago yeah after it was a word in spanish mm, prove that <laughs> i i studied spanish for for like five years and i never heard of el capitan until until after apple came it Stuck to, with it, to so.
0: your teacher man yeah okay anyway
1: anyway how do we start this show again Welcome to Design by Us, the show where we
0: discuss how humans design the world. My name is Ravi Chohan, and I am El Capitan, talking here from the base. <laughs> Ravi, before we start, I just want you to tell me something. Go on. Who made the right prediction about the Apple event?
1: Ah, uh, right. Okay, we can go into this if you want. So, who, uh, who made actually, it? Who made it? So you said uh, after Google's I/O, you said Xcode would come to the iPad. Yeah. Did Xcode
0: come to the iPad? Yeah. You can now make apps from the iP- on the iPad. Is, is it called Xcode? No, it's called pre- Playground. No, so but if you, not, if so you know a little bit, it's if you Xcode. know anything if about not, Xcode, Xcode, you will Xcode. you know that you can create Playgrounds on Xcode.
1: Yeah, okay. I can also, like, I don't know, like, type words in Xcode. Does that mean that Xcode has already been on the iPad for so many years because I can type words into notes?
0: Okay, can you make an app on the iPad? Yes, you can. And that was my can... point. I can't. Yes, you can if you have the Apple the the iPad M one or with the new OS, you should be able to do it, and you can like do it like this, just like that. Yeah, just like this. All right. So, what would you
1: do if someone gave you? Uh, I don't know. Have you updated to any of the? Um... No, no, they're
0: before not. Before we get out into yet. that, before we
1: get into that, okay. let's talk about what happened. So, uh, this is our WWDC show, and um, for those who don't know, WWDC is a event. Excuse me, is an event that Apple run every year. Uh, WWDC stands for Worldwide Developers Conference, and back in the day, pre-COVID, uh, they would host this massive uh, conference in uh, Cupertino, not Cupertino, in like San Jose or San Francisco or somewhere, um, and basically invite—well, not invite—developers would pay to attend, and they'd be able to uh, hear more about what Apple are doing with their operating systems and their software in, in the year to come. Um, obviously, because of COVID, uh, it's is um, no longer physical; it's been digital for the past two years. Um, and basically, uh, that's what we're discussing this year. Apple made a whole ton of different announcements, one of which was Playgrounds for the iPad, not Xcode. Um, and uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll get into all of it.
0: Playground has been on the iPad for a while now. Mm-hmm. What they added now is that you can export apps through it on the iPad. Before, it was a feature for you to learn how to code and how to use, how to use Playgrounds. Not a yeah. feature, but it's a section of Xcode now it has been added on on, on the iPad and now you are able to export apps through it.
1: Okay, so basically um, my question that I wanted to ask you about this was, someone gives you an iPad now, an M1 iPad, you know, the newest, most powerful one, whatever, blah, 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 with the iOS, uh, sorry, iPad OS beta on it with Playgrounds, what app are you going to make? Bearing in mind the supposed limitations of this limited feature set, hence why it's got a different name you know, Playgrounds and code, but we can get back to that. What app would you make?
0: I don't think that's a use case though. You're not going to start an app from scratch there. I think the use case is, you know what? I am a developer, but I would like to take a, a, a workation in Creed for the next two No, weeks. it
1: doesn't let you do that. I was, I was researching it. It's not, it, it's got It's got a very limited feature set in terms of like, I think it only uses UI the framework. So if your app uses any other kind of, uh, any other kind of, I don't even know the right word for it, um, technologies in it, you can't, edit your app it's made it's meant for simple apps so i think the whole idea is that you do start from scratch with a simple application
0: that's when you use xcode Cl- xcode
1: cloud xcode what yes of course what do you mean xcode cloud what's that you've just invented a product
0: what no that was a, the, the main product of the event i think X- someone didn't watch the product the Mate, product event no i'm i might have fallen i asleep think to... someone didn't didn't do their <laughs> homework before <laughs> this episode
1: i might have fallen asleep for maybe 10 minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> Xcode Cloud is like the next level. It's like,
1: oh yeah, I just got to. The, yeah, I remember catching the back end of it. Anyway, okay, anyway, part,
0: who was but, right? No,
1: no. Okay, fine. Look, forget about who El was right. El Capitan. Right. Answer the question. There we go. Answer the question. Answer the question. Yeah, you're starting from fresh with a new project on playgrounds, not Xcode because it's called playgrounds. Hmm. What would you make? I don't know. Whatever I
0: fancy on the day, like a Flappy oh, Bird my game or something. Oh, my. Okay. Whatever fair, we'll I go. get inspiration on.
1: All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, you're an I, app I, developer, so like, you know all this stuff and you're just like, oh, yeah, I can just make an app. I'll just wake up one no,
0: day. I'm, I'm not really a, an, app an app developer, but I make some apps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, there we go. There we go. All right, let's move on then. Um, best thing for you in the event?
1: The best thing about me, uh, for me in the event was that they addressed Nothing about what's going on in court right now um, and the strained relationship between themselves and and many developers. Um, That's what I was really listening out for uh, when I was watching it. Uh, Obviously none of that happened. Um, Can you tell us
0: a bit more about it? Yeah, sure. I think it's
1: something we've covered on the show uh, before, but basically to cut a long story short, unless you're very special, um, Apple will take 30% of all revenue that you make for your application. So if I make an application, I know that I know counts the amount of coffee you make. Um, so for, for every time you drink, drink a cup of coffee, this app, uh, you press a button on this app and it'll record how much caffeine you're having, for example. If I wanted to sell in-app purchases um, or I wanted to sell that app or I wanted to sell a subscription to that app, well, subscriptions are yeah. a little bit different, but Apple would basically take a rent, uh, they take a cut. They call it the Apple tax. Uh, well, yeah. not really, but um, just for being on the app store, just for being on talking to my customers and connecting with my customers. Um, this has caused a big issue because there's a big company called Epic who made Fortnite, um, and Fortnite, and I'm going to give away my personal position on this, uh, Fortnite, uh, are a company that makes money from, uh, gambling, uh, for kids. Um, and they got really annoyed because they were set selling gambling tokens to children, uh, through, through the app store, um, and got a bit annoyed that Apple was taking 30% of that, um, which I guess makes Apple, Apple culpable too um and because of that um they've ended up taking apple to court and this is like a landmark thing it's like a really big deal because everyone yeah. else is watching this um i mean apple like,
0: is not just taking that money right it's, it's it's a fee to manage distribution and and make sure yeah that but they do make well.
1: they, they do make profit uh, in fairness uh, to epic uh, yeah 100% of but
0: they deserve it from cre- because they created the whole ecosystem yeah
1: but the then beginning. the flip side the flip side is the flip side on that is that at this point like it's not really their property anymore. Like it's too important for sure. the global marketplace. For the
0: but they do help entrepreneurs. Like I think at the beginning, if you make less than uh, than a few a few hundred k, they instead of thirty, they charge you like fifteen or something. Yeah, so like it's that.
1: all it's on all revenue before a million. Yeah. Um, but they only did that in in light of uh the beginning yeah. of this this issue, which yeah, actually starts with a company called Hey uh, and Basecamp, yeah. and we all know. Well, we maybe we all so, don't know, but we all know what happened to Basecamp.
0: Yeah. So the learning from this is push a, a lot to just make a little bit of change.
1: Yeah, I think the lesson from this is that, you know, when you become too successful, it causes problems. Um, yeah, I mean, that's sure. the issue. Like I mean, you're going to
0: you're gonna make enemies whatever you do, no? Well, um, I know I am. <laughs> maybe more than what you would like to, man. Anyway, um, so th- okay. that's
1: what I was looking at for the event. Uh, I wanted to see if they'd address that. Um, and they didn't. Uh, Mm -hmm. which is fair play to them. What about yourself?
0: Two main things that I would say they're equally good. Number one is Xcode Cloud, which Xcode is the app. No, it's not the app. It's the software that allows you to create apps on your computer. The beauty of it is that now you can collaborate and imagine a Google Docs that allows you to create and compile apps. I would say... This just pushes the Apple ecosystem for developing apps, which was, in my opinion, the best in the world. And what I mean, what I mean in the ecosystem is the the editor, the simulators, the 3D model um, like import experience, 3D model creation, animations. Um, they created their own Swift, their their own language, which is like really really good to for for it to work seamlessly with all the Apple devices. Now this just makes it even much f- better for collaboration and the, the, the developer ecosystem. Number two is a an app that I have to, to be honest, I have to do more research into it to to see exactly how it works. Um, but it's basically the 3D scanning app. I don't know if you saw that one.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it, if it was an, was it an app or was it kind of like a technology that you could leverage or was it like a literal app that you could- No, uh, so you, with your, your phone, so this existed
0: before. Yeah. Before you could scan 3D objects with your own phone with your there was an app built into it And it was an open source app that Apple was developing um, You could scan and, and this 3D object this this app will recognize objects, okay, and the way it works is that basically it uses um, Your camera pretty much Bounce it takes light that bounces from the object into the phone now with the new light lighter sensor That's more even more accurate and basically takes that data from the, from the camera and kind of recognizes the object. So if you make, let's say you make a scan of the object, let's say in this case, it's a computer or a, or, or a bone, a special bone for a museum, and then you go with your phone and you, you, not, you only point the phone to the object, the, the, the app will say, okay, the object you found is this one, and it will recognize it. The beauty of it right now is that you can use that data and you can even, you can take the colors of each segment of that object and pretty much reconstruct it in a 3D model. And that 3D model is then b- built into, brought into, into Xcode in order to create further apps. Why is this important is whenever you are developing and let's say we're moving into an, an AR world. One of the hardest things to do is to have a wide variety of good quality objects that make your AR and VR experiences, they bring them to the next level, right? So if right now, if in order to do that, you have to get a 3D modeler. Um, let's say you are a developer. Get a 3D modeler because not all developers know how to 3D model. Animator, probably a rigger, which is a person that create, pretty much creates a skeleton around the, the modeler. And, and then you have to bring that all experience into one place, which is Xcode, and then develop it, right? Finally, what now what this allows us, allows us to do is just to scan the object and create a 3D object without the need of the 3D modeler, uh, and now we just need a, an animator and, and the rigger. The thing is, most of the animations for simple objects can be also automated using Xcode, and that's why it's the best developer experience, at least for AR and with all the rights i think they're preparing for a, a future of course they are I, I don't think this is a a secret but they're preparing for a future ar glasses development system
1: interesting interesting yeah. it's interesting that both of us came away with with key takeaways kind of on the developer side obviously i'm not a de- developer myself um although i'd love to give it a shot with um xcode on the ipad um at some point <laughs> Um, and you, you got
0: an m1 m1 mac make use of it
1: yeah yeah fair enough yeah, yeah. Do um,
0: it. I, think the, I think you will enjoy it to be honest yeah
1: yeah it's just time isn't it but i i feel like one one thing that i'd love no well one thing that i took away from the event was you know who is this really for this event uh, and it's something i haven't really thought so much about because mm-hmm. um they started you know like 25 million people watch wwdc i think it's 25 million people watched it last year right and it'd be reasonable to assume it'd be the same or more, more this year mm-hmm. there are not 25 million ios developers in the world so that means that a proportion of those people are just casuals like myself maybe like you'd consider yourself although i think i'd be I think you'd be understating your your skills there but basically like this is a marketing event and the and the real kind of developer event is the state of the union which happens after or in this mm-hmm. case, a lot of the stuff that was tacked on towards the end, kind of a bit more around developers. And, you know, I think so many people watch this event not from oh what apps can I make with the new technologies Apple is giving me or the new things it's enabling or whatever else it might be. Um, but actually, hey, I'm a real I'm a fanboy, how can I, you know, get myself on a beta as quick as possible? Or how can I see, you know, what new features they're enabling for me? Like what do you yeah. think about
0: that? I would say this is something that I thought about as well, and it struck me as a, a kind of like a failure in the storytelling experience. I felt they were like, hey, average human being, here's what you can do with the iPhone device, with, the, with the, your iPhone, with your Apple Watch, with your Mac. You can now, I don't know, share screen using FaceTime. You can now have multiple people with beautiful squares, and they're all equal, and that makes the experience much better. And then at the end, they were like, hey, in the last 15 minutes, we're just going to chunk everything that we have made for you developers. Yeah, and at that um, point,
1: I was like, skip, skip, skip. We're going to finish watching this quick I need to make <laughs> and he's made dinner.
0: And I felt it was a, b- a little bit rushed. So I think they could have improved that storytelling experience and that connection, that build up to that moment. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's something to improve on. But I, on, the, on the bright side, I think if they have put all the development stuff. A lot of the average people would have been like, oh, how does that help me in my la- my daily life?" So I guess they have to, yeah, they have to target that, that 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 event for the right people, I guess. Yeah,
1: exactly. And one thing I was thinking about when I was watching it as well is just like it's all just so complicated now, like all the different feature names. Like, um, so like I can't even give you an example. Like, um, just so many different. Uh, l- let me let me think of something. Okay. The idea that um, I can't even remember what they called it, but if Luigi, if you send me like a a song in Apple Music, the next time I open up Apple Music, it will be there. So then just for that very simple feature, um, Apple have got to, in the music app, they've got to create a new area where my friend's recommendations can come through. They need to wire up all the logic so that it says that that song that's in your library or that's being presented to you in your browse tab or whichever tab it comes into out of the five that are there, um, you know, this came from Luigi specifically um, and they also implemented features that allow you to um, say, for example, I'm listening to the song that you sent to me on Apple music. I can like through some sort of UI interaction, just quickly tell you, Hey, I'm listening to this. This is what I think about it. Like right in the conversation where you, I me in the first place. And then, and then you've got, you've got that for news articles. You've got that for Safari articles. You've got that yeah. for stuff on Apple TV. Like I can't imagine how complex this is yeah. to make, let alone understand and at that point i realized wow this is why apple's the biggest company in the world because it's just so complicated yeah. like this whole thing
0: yeah 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 the beautiful yeah i was talking to this with my with my with a really good friend and the beautiful thing is that how these features can branch out right and the amount of distributed systems that it has so so many things have to work well for one feature to work like streaming um your your apple tv plus or your disney plus movies with friends through facetime and through other devices right because you can stream it to your tv as well and then like do other stuff with your phone like things on facetime have to go well things on disney plus have to go well which is another company things on 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 this new feature have to go well apple tv plus have to work well tv has to work well there are so many variables that just need to work Well, for a feature to work, that's just brilliant. Go go. go.
1: This is this is kind of what I'm building towards though, because it kind of goes back to that conversation we had around why. or I can't remember how long ago it was. It might have been in the previous WWDC conversation, but I was making the point that my parents, when they're watching an Apple TV Plus show, again they're watching an Apple TV Plus show in the Apple TV app on their Apple TV. Okay, so don't even get me started on the nomenclature there. Yeah. Um, and Apple and the TV app on the Apple TV is supposed to like put in content from Prime Video from Disney Plus is supposed to just be the place where you can yeah. just watch everything. They don't understand whether whether they're watching an Apple TV Plus show or they're just watching a show or whatever else it is. All they know is that they pay enough subscriptions and then the whole thing generally works, right? So yeah, so they don't understand whether they're watching an Apple TV plus show or not. Yeah. I feel like the same issue is going to be present with all these new features coming to iMessage, coming to iOS. Um coming into all these different applications uh within within iOS because I don't feel like they're discoverable enough and I don't feel like they, you know, tell a user, hey, this are all the great things that you can do. And I think they're gonna really struggle with that because of the complexity of their system. Take for example, um, watching together with somebody on FaceTime. Okay, so if I wanted to watch the new Ted Lasso um series, which hopefully will come out I think at the end of this month, um, I'm already so confused, right? Do I have to... And it's difficult because obviously we haven't had a chance to play with it yet. But do do we have to uh, open up a FaceTime call and then like select what I want to watch? Or can I watch something and go to the share sheet and then say, watch with Luigi and then get a call? Um, do I have to prearrange that with you? Or does mm-hmm. it like, just ring your phone? Or or how does that work? And do we both need to have Apple TV Plus subscriptions? And all these kinds yeah. of questions, right? However, if they just had like an app, which was Watch Together... <laughs> Like literally just another square on the home yeah. screen, which you could just press. Would that make it a bit more discoverable? Yes, it'd be less beautiful uh, and things like that. But that's what I really worry about with how complex iOS is getting.
0: I think Disney solved that problem though. Um, you can now watch things with someone else. You just press add person and Given, you just create and a link. Not, I'm not making
1: that point specifically about that particular feature, which again, yeah, okay. I, the name escapes me. But my point is, is that iOS is getting so complicated now. Um, there's so many different things you can do with it. It's so powerful. But I don't think they're doing a good enough job of showing that to the user. Case in point, just before we started recording today, I was sending you um, messages. And again, I'm going to refer to iOS for the, for, the correct, for, the correct, um, for the correct terminology. But I was sending you messages with animations, uh, which are called effects. effects. So I can send you a bubble effect or I can send you a screen effect. And the screen effect is the one that I sent to you, uh, which was with uh, confetti, I think. Um, and you are a power user. Of iOS, I only knew that because I watched the keynote, however many years ago that was, for that feature. Um, for me, it's just it's just completely uh, mind-boggling, um, and I really feel like they're going to struggle competing with other apps on their um, on their platform, uh, third-party apps, and even you know people like Google and stuff like that. If they don't really think about this um, quite a lot,
0: don't you think that's beautiful though? That even though I'm a power user, I'm still discovering things in the iphone
1: no it's a failure of
0: design 100 it's a failure of design
1: yeah look th- things are supposed to tell you how to use them right and i don't mean like they're supposed to have like arrows pointing to buttons saying hey click this one and stuff like that but mm-hmm. they're supposed to be self-explanatory there's supposed to be something that's intrinsic about them i mean messages that, because
0: that's an add-on right in messages i just need to know how to write and send a message extra things i think this they're just happy for me to discover by myself you know I mean,
1: I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. Sure.
0: Yeah, you, 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 you yeah. could be 100% right. could be 100% right. But at the end of the day, do you, do you think the moguls, like the average user, actually care about this? What? Like, what
1: did you say? The moguls?
0: A, a mogul. Like like Harry Potter mogul.
1: Okay, I've never, I've never read or, or watched many Harry Potters, but oh Go ahead. I've
0: got to do some homework here. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the mogul... The average user, do you think they care if they're watching a content from Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus, or or Netflix? They just care about watching something. I know it's a mistake from Apple, but maybe they kind of have done it on purpose. Well, they do care, though. That's it. I think I think
1: this, you know, it, it points towards like, hey, pay for a subscription. We can talk about subscriptions in a bit, and all of this will just work. But I feel like because they don't effectively demonstrate the value that a specific feature is providing, whether that feature be a feature or like a service that they're adding on top or layering on top, you know, people yeah. are gonna struggle to see why they should do that thing. Um, if that makes sense. And if Apple want to do that thing, it's it's their problem, it's a problem for them.
0: Yeah, you could be right. I I, could, I can definitely see what you're doing. I can definitely see what you're saying as well. Um I mean don't right. even
1: get me started with um with um iPad OS um windowing and stuff like that. Like again, just talking about my parents, like you know they've got an iPad Pro twelve point nine inch. Um, this one I gave some, is quite old. It's still got the bezels around the edge. I think it's the second gen, or the first gen even. Um, they have never ever windowed on that in their life, ever. <laughs> Literally ever. They they don't even know that feature exists. They don't even know what to do. I think one time it happened. They did it accidentally, and then you know I got a phone call saying you know why is the iPad broken? So, and 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 the things that they've done iPad OS to kind of make that they've actually shown UI. Um, which allows you to do these things. I think it's also a part of, um, it's not just swipes and stuff like that. Like you can actually click on something or tap on something. I think they're doing that because they've got a mouse, uh, obviously a cursor on, on the iPad. But basically, again, my point is is if Apple wants to say to people, hey, because if my parents knew about that feature and they were comfortable with it, then maybe my mom wouldn't have bought a laptop, you know, um, a year and a half ago.
0: Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we are very right. Um, I'm sure Apple has thought about that. I'm sure Apple has in their, bo- in their I don't know, customer success boardroom, they have probably like a hundred different types of users and how each feature will be used for each of them. Um, and they probably, that's done on purpose, like the person who doesn't watch the, I don't know, they probably know that 50 or, or 40% of their users won't even know about that feature and that's fine. But they build it for the other sixty or fifty. I don't know.
1: It, it would be amazing if they like rank their users, like uh, gave them all a, like a, a number, like depending on how much of a pro level user they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you can <laughs> choose to send analytics, to Apple, and stuff like that. And if you did, then you could be like, actually, you know what? You're you're a pro level. You're you're ninety plus. And they'd be like, <laughs> Luigi, you're you're actually five because you don't know. You can send messages with effects on on IMS. I'm pretty
0: sure. I, I, if that's the case, I'm pretty sure I lost like fifty points just today. <laughs> just today um, my next favorite mogul feature it's live text <laughs> uh, what is live text? <laughs> live text is the ability two things so It could be this. like
1: 20 million different things
0: no it's, it's, it's the ability oh, of taking okay, a picture yeah. and the, the, the phone camera recognizes the text in the picture yeah and then it allows you to copy and paste it save it call a phone number and the, the beauty of it is imagine you're in a restaurant and you call let's say you take a picture of the of the sign that will recognize that sign and it will pinpoint the location on your maps and it will also be a, if, if it has a phone number it will save that phone number and it will allow you to call as well and if if you break down that feature that's pretty much a and a pretty badass ocr which is an optical character recognition a really good image processing and then a good um, you just s- take that image you recognize the text you process the image, then you recognize the text with the OCR, and then you copy and paste that text into, let's say, a clipboard, and then you you call. And again, we go again with all the things that have to go well, like all the thing, all the like. It's people think that it's just a feature and all that's cool, but all the technology that has to be developed to, up to this point, I think that's just super amazing. And what Apple did really well, I think, and they did much better than Google because remember that Google released... Google Lens some years ago already is sharing the use cases with the user. Being able to copy and paste text, call the restaurant, already select the name of the restaurant. I thought that was much better than how Google presented it at least. Go, raising your hand.
1: Two points, two points there. Okay, first one is how many users are watching this? Yeah. How many users watch WWDC? How good of a job can, sorry, I've got three points. How good of a job can Apple explain to users, hey, this is what you can do? Mm -hmm. um and my third point is that that live text perfectly um epitomizes um my point earlier which is just how complex this is and and how like for me because of that how impressive it is because they not only said that hey you can do this on your phone it's on the ipad it's on the mac um and basically anytime it shows an image like your device shows you an image it's kind of working so even on a mac in safari on a web browser you can do this you can you can copy and paste text out of an image um so there must be something underlying there maybe they all share the same technology like i don't know image kit or whatever i don't know um that's across all of these platforms yeah um or they've had to do a, a tremendous amount of testing on like not only you know three different platforms but so many devices yeah uh or, or, again it just it literally you know blows my mind
0: yeah it's it's all about this image processing and the ocr it, it's just incredible. We, I don't know if I told you, but we, we tried some time ago, like well, some time ago, it's like six years ago, to have this, uh, it, it was called Text to Summary, which is this app that would allow you to scan at a textbook and then it will, the OCR will pretty much read every single line. It will process that and then it will try to summarize it based on some summarization algorithm we created. Um, but just having the OCR to work six years ago, of course, and of course we didn't have the budget of Apple, was just such a hard... Again, it was a, an open source OCR, we didn't develop the OCR. But it's such a hard job to just to make it work. You need optimal lighting condi- conditions, you need the right picture, L- alignment as well. You need so many things to work well for that to work. And it, it just shows us how how far we have come. Mm. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, anyway, yeah, absolutely. Um, next favorite you, feature. What-
1: uh okay fair enough um, no 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 tell me tell me tell me please i was going to ask you like i, I read an article uh before wwdc which said yeah. well to be honest i read the headline and mm-hmm. i'll infer the rest it,
0: it said something <laughs> like designed by us is the best show ever. podcaster it says and that xcode will come to the ipad
1: <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> and stupid and he podcaster. was right <laughs> yeah stupid podcaster says the opposite okay. <laughs> um but yeah like um it basically it said it was kind of I think it was written in light of um you know everything that was going on with Epic and Apple and the idea that Apple might get broken up in the future yeah. and all these kinds of things. And basically it said the headline was Apple's what what to expect for WWDC. Apple's wall- walled got gar- <clears throat> what to expect for WWDC. Apple's walled garden the walls will probably get higher but the garden will become even more beautiful. Um so the idea that it's going to become even more of a closed ecosystem, but once you're in, it's going to be, you know, even better. And one example of that was, and we can talk about this because I, I really want to talk about this, is the, yeah. the presentation of HomeOS. So HomeOS is basically two devices. It's the um, the HomePod, uh, which is like their Sonos competitor. It's their like uh, wireless speaker, not wireless. Um, yeah. It's their speaker for like home home audio. Um, and the Apple TV, which is like mm-hmm. their Fire Stick, but way more expensive in, in my opinion, <laughs> much better in some ways but like just here's a use case right i'm a user i live in a house uh, i've got security cameras that are home enabled and they speak to apple and it all works right it's the right kind of camera that i've got my apple tv plus will do uh processing on the feed from that camera always and will say hey like what's going on outside my front door right now. On oh my word, I recognize a person. I'm going to ping a notification to, and this is what they showed in the keynote, to um, the homeowner's Apple Watch. You say, hey, just let you know someone's outside and here's, an, here's a live feed of, of what's going on there. Yeah. And for me, that perfectly encapsulated um, this idea of this wall garden getting even more beautiful because first of all, that's an amazing feature. Second of all, all of that information, all of that data stays in your house. It's not sent off to a server to be processed and done. You know, they're looking for people in your um in your video feeds is all done on a chip in your apple tv in your home yeah um and you know i feel like again like apple are kind of just pushing us to it's all in or it's all out because i don't know how that feature would work without an apple tv or a home uh, mini to yeah to 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 do that um do that processing like what are your thoughts on that general idea
0: i i can't really say much i i feel you know, even though I, I, I am, you would say that I am a power user, I feel there is just so much that I haven't used on Explore in the Apple world. I have explored in many other worlds as well, but Apple world I haven't. And Apple TV+, Plus, um, Apple TV, the HomeKit, and all of that ecosystem, I still haven't explored, neither as a developer or as a user or as, or as nothing. I, I pretty much have nothing. So yeah, I think it's really interesting is we're going into... A world in which once you start to build a house, let's say you decide to build a family or you buy a new house, and you have to pretty much decide: Do I want this family to be raised as an Apple user or do I want them to be raised as an Android user? And that's pretty much the decision you have to make um, because well, making crazy. the whole investment it's, it's hard.
1: It's like it's like family infrastructure, and a great example of that is um, the feature that they allowed where you can set somebody to have access to your entire iCloud stuff in the case yeah. that you pass away.
0: Yeah yeah
1: um and i thought you know what that's because i thought about it myself like i'm i'm taking lots of pictures and i thought how can i package this so that the next generation not that they ever would you know could look for all my photos and be like, oh my god what a legend ravi was right <laughs> um and and all that kind of stuff because the the problem is that you know from generations before me at least in in my particular family there's not a lot right yeah um but yeah like the idea that you know apple is like your infrastructure for the home is is quite interesting
0: yeah it's so it's so interesting and then i i i can't imagine in a future in which couples get divorced or decide not to get married because they can't figure out if it's going to be an android family or an apple family that's going to be quite interesting
1: would that would that um you know would that be an issue for you that be like a divorceable issue for you
0: well man to be honest i'm not sure if i want to allow google to to Take my. It depends how privacy changes, but I don't. I'm not. I don't feel comfortable sharing my privacy settings or my my video feed with Amazon or Google, especially yeah. Amazon. Google. I I think I think we're we're getting there, but Amazon. I don't. I don't feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I yeah. completely agree. I feel like um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, cause i you're probably home IT support for your household.
0: <laughs> Pretty. I think. I think so. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I already earned the role.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and so have I. And it's just. It's like my dad, again, just, he was thinking about buying a new computer. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I was like to him, you know, your MacBook is on its last legs. It's been serving you well for six years. Now it's time to start thinking about making a purchase. Cause you know, in our household, these are long, long. Yeah. Out and he's
0: like and... 32 gigabytes of RAM would be enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like,
1: he's like, well, he's like, and I, I said to him, you know, maybe you should start looking at the market and just preparing yourself for it. Um, and he was like yeah so um, i saw this windows laptop and i was like uh, uh, no <laughs> I've done so much work to get you into the apple ecosystem you can't just you can't just walk away because all your photos won't be there your contacts all that kind of stuff and he was like oh damn
0: <laughs> well that's that's what it is that's why they have you that's how they raise you i guess all right so our next favorite feature um not a feature
1: uh, but for me was the whole way they presented Home OS. I know we've just been talking about the Ward Garden. Uh, but I loved the idea that they had a physical set of a house. Yeah. Um, so for, for listeners who haven't watched it, uh essentially what it was was like a doll's house that was life size. Yeah. So in the foreground, you had the Apple engineer uh walking through and talking about um what um, you know, the features were new and all that kind of stuff. And in the background, and they cut away to this, you had an actor in this kind of house set, just literally just in the background, um, just walking through and doing the things he's talking about. So he's like, oh, you can walk in, you can get a notification on your Apple Watch about XYZ Mm. or whatever. And I thought that presentation was absolutely beautiful. It was stunning. And one amazing detail uh, was, so you've got the guy explaining, I think that you can watch uh, like an Apple TV show with your friends uh, and you can watch that show on your Apple TV. Again, just talking about how complex things are getting now. And on your iPhone, you can actually have the FaceTime call going, so you don't have to use any screen on your phone to watch the show. You can just do that on your Apple TV. And they were watching a show. I think it was um, Into Mankind, whatever it's called, For All Mankind. And um, it was playing. So basically, he he was in front of them, and then it cut to just watching the actor close up um, and the uh, and the Apple TV, and it was just showing that. And then they and they were showing a clip on the TV in in the in the shot. And then when they cut back to the guy in front of the actor and the scene playing out, the screen was at the exact frame that they left the shot before. Yeah. So somehow they'd managed to sing that up. I don't know whether the, the screen was superimposed or whatever, but that just that insane level of detail for me just made that whole area, that whole part of the presentation yeah. just flow amazingly. I genuinely don't think that I've ever seen a product explanation just go better than that. I mean, that was to me unbelievable.
0: Yeah. They do put a lot of effort in there, in this level of detail and the. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The, the the other thing that I really like, and I would like to get your opinion on, because I know we have talked about it, the improvement on notes as a knowledge yeah. management tool. Because I remember some time ago, you told me notes is the best note-taking app you have had. That is actually really good. And you took notes there all the time. You have a bunch of notes. you pretty much uni, everything. It's been improved since last time we talked about it. And now you're able to add tags and hashtags and, and add people as well. Mm-hmm. Has, I know you have been using Obsidian. Has that changed? Are you planning really, to change?
1: It's really, really interesting. So yeah. i definitely, I'm going to ask the same question back to you as well. But if, for me, I love being an Apple's ecosystem. I don't mind my music being in Apple's ecosystem. I don't mind, uh, some of my productivity stuff. Um, what I do mind is my files um and my um and my particularly my knowledge management um because why is that i do because i i see the knowledge management system which is you know for for anyone listening it's not that grandiose site like, it's just notes right that i write on a daily <laughs> basis and if i do like a course drive so Ravi's brain
0: pretty much downloaded in a, in a yeah, USB drive. yeah exactly yeah
1: exactly yeah but then that's the thing right a usb drive is perfect for that because if i want to go from one computer to another if i want to go from one ecosystem to another then i can do that um, and actually, when I, when I, um, when I was coming into university, I realised that I want all my notes to be PDFable, and basically uh, easily transportable out of uh, whatever system system I'm using. Because I went from notes, uh, and then I went to Notability because I had an iPad with a pencil and I was doing a lot of handwritten stuff, uh, and then I went to Obsidian because and the common denominator there is that. Uh, Notability, you export as PDFs and I was able to do that really easily with just one click and export all of my notebooks and I save, I've i got them saved in case for whatever reason I need to go back to I know like Shakespeare in English you know, <laughs> back in the day Yeah, because you can um, probably
0: one find that information <laughs> on Google, right?
1: Yeah, exactly and, and, yeah. and Obsidian Obsidian gives you um, it, it's all marked down so basically that's really transportable it's like uh, basically very, very simple files which should yeah. be read and readable 100 years from now um again i'm not sure if apple will be around 100 years from now so okay that's a long answer to a simple question but what about yourself
0: so are you going to my question was are you going to use it then uh, the, no. the notes no the answer
1: is no no the answer is okay, no okay yeah. cool i've already got it out of my dock everywhere and stuff like that i'm i'm, I'm obsidian everywhere wow. and i will and i will be Wait, on ios obsidian is an ios there.
0: no okay. they're running
1: a, they're running a private beta right now uh, i thought about trying to get on it but i don't want to mess with my database so um but to you want to like for me, and we can talk about this, well, hopefully we'll talk about the iPad in a little bit. I know we're running short of time, but for me, I'm just using my laptop. 90, 90% of the time I'm looking at a screen It's my laptop screen, so.
0: Interesting. I've been having that. I don't know if it has to do with working from home or just like being able to have your computer handy all the time, that you don't need to travel and take a quick iPad on the way. But I we'll also, that, it's the same, before, it's a same case Tell for me. Tell me about your notes. My notes, okay. I, I was yeah. trying to get away with that. go back to it? Um, Sorry. Uh, my notes. It's
1: continuity it, for the for the listener. I did say I come back to you on it.
0: I don't really, I don't really use, I use the notes as quick notes, right? So it's random things that come up in my mind that I just need to write quickly and then I a put them number. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah or an, an idea, or like, uh, like I don't know, a text a that I just occurred to me. Shopping list could be anything, anything. Mostly random ideas that just come to mind. Um, so I use that, and then at some point. If that idea keeps nurturing in my brain, then I just <laughs> then I just keep using it, right? Um, all right, Ravi's is, <laughs> Ravi is just just having like a wormhole behind him, and, and he's just looking like as if he was sucked in into the wormhole. So I just got sca- scared for a second. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I don't think I, I don't think I will change. I will definitely try it out and, and give it a go. But I don't think I will I will change. And I think this is a task for me this summer is to figure out what's my best system to track my notes because I still haven't figured that out.
1: My advice, um, as someone who's done a lot of thinking about this, um, is keep it really lean and keep it researchable. Really yeah. yeah. That's it. If you can do that, then I think you're on to a winner because there'll always be a new app, there'll always be a new notion, yeah. there'll always be a AR notes or whatever else it might be. Just keep it simple because it's too important to mess up.
0: then then you start thinking about it is what's my knowledge management like what what goes there because there's definitely quick notes there's definitely like trips that you plan that don't need to be in your knowledge management system so that's what i need to define what works for me
1: can can i can i i know it's a bit of a side note but i feel like maybe we should talk about this a little bit more but basically (laughs) in in obsidian okay which for anyone listening it's just an, an an application that allows you to take notes right it's very. You can look at it and it looks complicated and stuff like that. But you can do this anywhere. You can do this with blooming flashcards, right? There's two types of notes, right? There's firstly, like each new bit of information should be on like a new note. So if I'm going from like one meeting to another or a session, for example, but if I'm, I don't know, thinking about one thing and I'm thinking about another one, I'm going to open up a new file. I'm not just going to put it at the end of the same note. So then I've got these basically bits of things I can file properly together.
0: Yeah. So like flashcards, okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like flashcards, right? Um. And basically, you've got two types of notes. You've got notes that you want to refer back to and you know you're going to need to refer back to and then you've got notes that you don't have to refer back to ever. For me, I've got one section which is very structured and one section which is completely unstructured. So the making notes on a meeting because I want to make sure I record the actions that I need to do myself or hey, that's a cool idea. I should definitely come back to that um, at the end of the day or something like that or this is the shopping list or whatever else it might be that goes into my unstructured pile of notes, which is called daily notes. Mm -hmm. And basically what I've got is, um, it creates a note each day with the title of the note being the date. So if I ever do need to go back and think, Oh my word, what was the outcome of that meeting or whatever else it might be? I can just open up the daily note from that day. And that's totally unstructured. The idea is that I'm forgetting about that stuff. I'm not making a commitment to remembering it. Um, or kind of structuring it. And then if something interesting happens, or if I'm learning something interesting, then that goes into a structured note. Uh, can you automate
0: those notes on obsidian can you like create templates or something
1: you can you absolutely can oh, yeah so basically i click one button it opens up a daily note and it files it in my daily stuff yeah. if i want to create something that i'm going to remember i uh, click a button it opens it up and it saves it in a different folder i still yeah. need to do filing articles. i kind of
0: would like to create a structure for my own structure notes <laughs> yeah i'm just that's kidding what i'm just joking <laughs> no, 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 i'm sure that's, that's what that's, you do no
1: I've yeah and i yeah. um, if you want to be really nerdy <laughs> about it I've got the same structure in my uh, task management system yeah. and my knowledge management system and yeah. my filing.
0: Yeah. Why, um, why, of, why am I not surprised? Why files? am I not surprised? I guess that's why we, we are making a podcast together, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. I anyway, guess so. before Moving we wrap up, okay. iPadOS. iPadOS. Tell me how you're using your iPad currently right now, and then we'll go into, into that.
0: Um, right now, it's a side screen for either YouTube tutorials, lectures, or kind of like a quick procrastination side view, something like, "Okay, I need to procrastinate for the next two minutes." That just, just like twist your head like thirty degrees, and that's what happens. So that's what it nice. is.
1: So I'm just imagining like, um, like in Apple, they've got like a big room where they're like some the <laughs> success people, and they're like use cases iPad, <laughs> two minute procrastination side view machine. <laughs> And they've got like a list of the users who use it like that. And it's just Luigi. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we've really got to focus on (laughs) this And we're going to charge
0: him 1,500 pounds for that. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. That's what they're doing. Yeah. No, no, Um, I've been there.
1: I've been there with the old side view. It's nice. It's nice to have a separate computer next to your main computer that you can have running different stuff that's controlled differently um, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's, it's cool.
0: You know, what's beautiful as well is that I work a lot with Notion. And let's say you have both. Just copy and paste something there, and then just copy and just bring it to your computer seamlessly without any any anything. So that's that's yeah. really you can just copy, and it will automatically go into your into your computer. And I think well, now with the new feature that I'm sure you will mention, it's just that's just gonna be beautiful.
1: Well, tell tell me about that, right? Because I feel like um, having listened to your use case just now, I, I feel like the new feature again, God knows what it's called. Continuity or seamless mouse or whatever. Like, tell me, tell me more about that, and tell me also how it's different to uh, Sidecar as well.
0: Well, if you let's say right now, um, right now you, I'm using your mouse in my computer. Somehow that, that's something that I still haven't figured out. But somehow the the Mac recognizes where is the mouse, where is the Mac in relation to the computer? Sorry, where is the iPad in relation to the computer? And basically, you can pretty much drag your mouse cursor to the edge of your screen, and it will automatically go into the iPad. No need to, to, to link, no need to create a, a sidecar or just go to sidecar version. Sidecar was, sidecar was pretty much a, a, an, a feature that Apple created a few years ago that allowed you to kind of duplicate your screen from, from your computer and just have an extra screen on the side where you can like, let's say drag Photoshop and kind yeah. of make some drawings and use it as a, as a ba- tablet. Basically,
1: bas- yeah, basically using your iPad as like a external monitor.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, um, I think I think this, this, this will be much better because we are shifting now into, again, as you mentioned many times, what's the difference between actually the iPad and the Mac besides one being touch? The iPad is just a touch computer more and more and more every year. Sorry, what was, what was your question again?
1: That was my question, is Like, okay, what, are, cool. what are your thoughts on it? And um, you know, for me, I, I've been there with the whole like secondary machine. Uh, right now, uh, I'm just trying to keep everything on one screen. But now that they've got this feature, I love the idea of being able to use my same input peripherals, my same mouse and keyboard but controlling a separate computer that's running iOS. yeah, Because it's great for having that YouTube video up. It's great for just keeping OmniFocus, in my case, open. It's great for just being able to quickly nip it and reply to an email without having to rearrange my Windows on my uh, on my Mac. Um, it's great for a podcast all that kind of stuff. And that, for mm-hmm. me, that's awesome. Um, I think it's really cool.
0: I, I 100% agree. I think it's a great feature. Uh, and, and that's something that differentiates them in, in, in comparison to FaceTime or or let's say um let's say the the live text feature apple has this beautiful thing in which they come to the stage and they say features that have been developed like 100 years ago and they say as as if they were the first ones to do this and somehow they do it well and somehow they bring something new to the table um but i think this is something that hasn't been able to to why are you putting that face
1: i think you're being a bit, bit too favorable for them why I mean, okay, let's talk about um Apple T V Plus. I'm gonna keep going in for Apple T V Plus. For some reason I've got it really in for Apple TV Plus. Alright, go ahead. Like, you know, that is that is worse than than Netflix in in pretty much every conceivable way. <laughs> uh, I'd much rather collaborate with you on Google Docs rather than notes. Um yeah. well, at least in terms of experience, I still would rather us do it on on notes just so I don't have to open up Chrome or whatever. Um let me think of some other examples. I'd much rather have a Zoom call with you than a FaceTime call yeah. that you're doing from a browser, um, even with screen sharing and stuff like that. Uh, we'll have to see how that one, particular one plays out. Um, I don't necessarily think they do it; they always do it better when they bring in new features. That's what I'm saying.
0: I think that's why they added this extra step to it, right? That is, you can share. It works seamlessly with because they need some. They couldn't just come and say, "Okay, let's be honest." FaceTime has has been really. Not well-performing compared to WhatsApp or Telegram or other features, right? But the beautiful thing here is that they, they went that extra mile and it's not the best messaging app or it's not as good as the other ones, but it fits well with the ecosystem. And that's what I mean by they 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 somehow brought something new to the table.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair that's
0: enough. the only thing. But you're absolutely right, I think. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I think this is self-explanatory, but... Cool. I all think right, well, I think this is all.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it was it was a massive event. It was one hour forty yeah. minutes. I would recommend people do watch it. Just have it on in the background. Um, yeah. Just to even watch the production values is just unbelievable. Uh, how much effort they put into something uh, like this, which many other companies would do as a Zoom call um, or even just like a, a Webex or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And then for me, you know, the I don't know. Coming out of this, do you feel like just to wrap up? Do you feel like net positive on Apple or net negative after this event?
0: Um. I would say slightly net positive.
1: Okay. Great. I thought it was a good event, yeah. Fair enough. I, I, would, I would say uh, net neutral.
0: Yeah, um, net neutral. Uh, That's fair. And
1: um, my final, final question is, will you be installing any of the betas when they release in June, uh, July? On no, any probably of devices? not.
0: I think uh, I, I rely on my computer too much for something to mess up right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Although I will do it on my iPad because my
0: iPad has always been running the betas. Okay, is this like procrastination device.
1: Well, I, I only seem to be using it for um, for like Netflix and stuff like that right now. Right. So maybe I'll install it and then try out the new features on a on a device next to me um, on my desk. See how that goes.
0: Very nice. So Netflix and chill procrastination device. That's good. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, Luigi, where where can people find out more about the show? On Twitter at Designed underscore FM, personal right. feeds okay. Luigi underscore Dintrano, and Ravi is occupied. And finally, if you want to support the show, you can follow us on, on Patreon and support by just be becoming a Patreon. And what do you get if you become a Patreon, Ravi?
1: You get full, unedited um, versions of the shows before the edited versions go out on our main feed. Awesome. So if, you ever, if you've ever been sat there just wondering, God, I really wish I could hear more of Luigi and Ravi's voice, then you know that's the way to do it. Um, and also, if you think, you know... Uh, Ravi and Luigi, they could definitely do with less editing. Uh, firstly, I'd completely disagree. And secondly, if you still want that, uh, then go to our Patreon and, and, and support us there. All right. Well, see you in the next time, man. Peace out.